I got. I know what we should start with today, guys. Let's hear it. Yes. Did you hear what Stephen A. said about the Michigan Ohio State game? That it was a. That it was a fraudulent outcome. No, he said Ohio State doesn't deserve the opportunity to face Michigan again in the college football playoff. When you get your behind whipped that bad, they got stomped. We got to take the the off of oh, the Ohio State. Just call them Ohio State. That's how bad they got beat. They lost a word. They lost a word. By the way, they were trying to trademark that word. Well, you know, you know, the real OSU, the Oregon State University, is the only OSU that won last weekend. So maybe Beaver show some love to the beeves. Brutal, but brutal. This is the busiest week in college football. A lot yep. of news. It's getting. It's only ramping up. It's going to be insane from now until bowl season. Yep. It's time to time to see what happens. So should be uh, exciting, man. <laughs> yeah, let's just let's just go for it. Has the snap. Inside handoff, Edwards, and he's got some room to the 30, to the 40, to the 45, to the 50. Can he outrun the Buckeyes? To the 30, to the 20, to the 15, to the 10, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Touchdown, Robin Edwards. Yeah, baby. Five yards. Oh, my goodness. Didn't know if he was going to play today. And coming up huge. Nothing brings a bigger smile to my face than seeing the score of that fucking game. <laughs> Fuck you. OSU. Anyways. And, and I'm not going to be a homer for long. Well, I may be, but I'm not going to be a homer for too long, all right? Because we got some real shit to talk about. And we're going to start with the coaching carousel. There are a lot of moves. There's a lot of anticipated moves. Let's start with what we know, Okay. Let's just start. And we're going to start from the top of this website. So this may be the most recent, but we're going to just start here. Mm -hmm. Brent Key is going to continue to be the Georgia Tech head coach after Jeff Collins was fired. Uh, he led the team to a 4-4 record following Collins being fired. Uh, he's an alum of the program, of course. But this is going to be interesting. He's a first-time head coach. CBS Sports gives it a B minus. So we're going to go through all this and do this on our own later. Mm -hmm. But Brent Key, I don't love it. There were some options here. There were some better options here, if I'm being completely honest. Yeah. And more so on the recruiting trail. And they didn't go out and, and go after a guy like Deion Sanders, who is clearly in the market because right now there's talks of him. Cincinnati, there's talks of him at uh, Colorado. South Florida, Colorado. I mean, there's been some talks there where I think it's coming down to Cincinnati and Colorado. But there are other schools. Georgia Tech, he played in Atlanta for mm -hmm. both the the Braves and the Falcons at one point. Yeah. And he'd get to play in the ACC, or he'd get to coach in the ACC against his uni former university, too, Florida State. I, yeah. I mean, it's not a dig at Brent Key. He's not bad, and he didn't do bad. He went 4-4 four and four with a team that was 0-4, 1-4, yeah. something like that. I mean, 1-3. 1-3. I mean, this is a... He really uh, helped write that ship, though, there mm. in Atlanta. I, I don't know if he helped write anything, but 5-7, and seven, a good record, a 4-4 four four record for himself. It's not bad. That would have been bowling if he would have coached the first six games. Yeah. 
we'll move on. Well, they still have a chance, depending upon where their university ranks APR-wise. I don't... Probably I've, I've, I've heard well. that that's uh, kaput. I, everything that oh, I've seen okay. is that there may yeah. end up being... And, and especially with New Mexico State... Uh, oh, yeah, they're... An FPS game. Yeah. New Mexico as long State as they, has as a long game as they this take weekend. Care of Valpo, they'll be eligible. New Mexico State has a game this weekend, and not only do they have a game this weekend, they also already applied for a waiver should they not be able to play this game due to mm-hmm. a game being canceled. Mm-hmm. We're going to see what happens. And On to uh, other... B- Buffalo. Buffalo's also got a game uh, yes. that make up of the Akron game. So as long as they win yes. that one, because it's yeah. no. Hugh Freeze hired at Auburn. There's a lot of people happy about this. He's 39 and 25, including his vacated wins when he was uh, the head coach at Ole Miss his five years there. Of course, he followed that with this previous stint at Liberty going 31 and 15. Um, you know, Here's you, the thing. I'm not saying hope he, he still has his contacts, though. I was about to say, did you say the happiest uh, were the former associates that he had on that that phone? I'm not. I'm not making jokes. Okay. I'm not making jokes today. No. Right now, this guy is a good head coach. Mm-hmm. It's very clear. He's been yeah. very, very good, and he's already beat Alabama. Or not Alabama. He's already beat. Um, well, actually, he did beat Alabama. Yeah, I was going to say he did. But, but he's also. He, I, I was going to say he's already beat Arkansas this year. He's got more wins in the SEC West than I think Auburn has. Uh, yeah, it may not be true. But here's what here's he, he the, had as many as uh, as Jimbo did until last weekend, I think. Yeah, but here's the bottom line, uh, and, and that's that's all it is. I don't mind it. I think he's going to be good. He seems like he's got his shit together compared to what he did the last time he was coaching in the SEC. So we'll see what happens with it. I'm not judging anything on his past, but here's what I will say. They just fired a guy. I'm not saying they set it up, but they just fired a guy that they set up based off of moral situations. Uh, If you know what I'm talking about, you know. If you know, you know. If you know, you know. They just, they just fired this guy, and we're setting this guy up to be fired a year ago for similar mm-hmm. things that you – well, not even similar. They're not close to similar. You no. Freeze went for hookers, and Brian <laughs> Harson went for an affair with a, a student. You know, I mean, I, now here, here's what I'm saying. One, one is, is – At least I'm one was saying, in-house. You guys but... stood on this moral high ground, and – you go and, and hire a guy like this. Well, now, here's it's, it's not, not just that. Yeah. It's not, not just that. It wasn't just that. But anyway. I am aware it wasn't just that. But all I am saying is um, that, it, that it wasn't really. At the same time, though, it's not surprising since Freeze is definitely a huge upgrade from Harson. He's already proven he's a hell of a Wow, where'd you recruiter. figure that out? I mean, it's not hard to be, but... Oh, man. I mean, Jesus. I mean, he's yeah, at least familiar with recruiting the area more so than obviously. I mean, obviously, yeah. he's better at, at all of these things. But that's, I mean, yeah. it just, I am just simply saying you wanted to fire a guy. That, I'm not even making jokes. I'm just being dead serious. Oh, yeah, no. Yeah. Like, I you're trying to fire a guy based off a saying, moral high ground but... and then to hire a guy that, that has no moral high ground as of six. And I know that was seven years ago, six years ago now. But you still got to think about it. I'm sure he's going to do fine. I'm hoping he's learned from his, his mistakes. I'm not going to hold those against him. Now, it's of course, that leaves. Spin. We have the high ground. Now, of course, that leaves Liberty looking for a head coach. We'll see who they come up with. Mm-hmm. UNLV fired Marcus Arroyo after 7 and 23 that... uh, in three years. 
That's a surprise to me because I really like what he's done with UNLV. They were getting they, better. They, they were, were starting getting to better. build, yes. Yeah. But hey, I think they pulled all the plug here's what I'm saying. too early. Here's what I'm saying. Vegas, the money, come on. You can, Coach you can Prime do in Vegas? No, not happening. Anyways. I mean, he's not uh, going to Vegas. If he's Tim not going Lester, to Colorado, he's not going to Vegas. Tim Lester out as the – Western Michigan head coach. He was thirty-seven and thirty-two in his six years. I don't, I don't know what he's gonna, where he's gonna end up, but it's not gonna be in the Power Five. I can promise you that. Yeah, he could, he mm-hmm. couldn't keep uh, the boat a rolling like uh, yeah. PJ Fleck did before he left. For now Minnesota. here is the biggest hire in in the the country right now. Yeah, Luke Fickle at Wisconsin. Yes. Call it what you want. Call me wrong. Call me liar. Call me for dinner. I don't care. <laughs> Luke Fickle at Wisconsin is the best hire this offseason to this point. So and far, it's the yeah. Biggest hire. This yeah. is a home run hit. I mean, this is a grand slam if you want to call it that. I mean, this guy's going to do the job that he's supposed to do. Um, I mean, look, he, he led Cincinnati to 57 and 18. His only other year of coaching was six and seven at Ohio State. Mm-hmm. Good. I mean, that's fine. I- I'm happy for him. I'm glad he's getting a shot in the Big Ten and in the Big Ten West. That's going to be easy to go win. If you're not winning in the Big Ten West, he's going to be fired, and it's going to show. I'm I'll, shocked I'll, they didn't stick with Jim Leonard, but yeah, I don't think mm-hmm. Jim Leonard's staying at Wisconsin either. I think Jim Leonard's actually leaving. Uh, the more I've listened, the more I've gathered on this situation, Jim Leonard mm-hmm. is looking more and more like he's going to the NFL. Yeah, to become a, either a defensive coordinator or a head coach. I would love to see that. Jim Leonard is a phenomenal mind, and he's going to do really good at either level. But this Luke Fickle hire is phenomenal. This is everything you needed uh, at the University of Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. They're in they're in legitimate contention to turn around and come back next year. I know yeah. Graham Mertz is leaving. I know they're kind of they're losing Braylon Allen in the transfer portal. Wisconsin's still going to be good. Trust yeah. me. Trust me, they're going to be yeah, a better, better than this recruiter. Yeah. He's, yeah. He's, See, he's CBS Sports has a plus. And like culture. I said, yeah. when, when this is all over, we're going to turn around and we're going to look at this and say, "Wow, this is phenomenal." Um, we're going to say yeah. this is the best hire. Yeah, I don't, I can't promise that. But right now, with everybody who's gone and everybody who's moved on, Luke Fickle, right now, is the guy. Yeah, I really and, like to go back and look at what we said, like 2018, about like. Guys like Scott Frost. Or well, unfortunately, we have no idea because yeah. we wouldn't do in this. So. At, at, at some point, we'll know. We'll <laughs> in three, it, it, at some point, we'll know what we said, but yeah. not in 2018. <laughs> uh, Cincinnati, of course, replacing Luke Fickle. And now here is where it goes. A lot, of, a lot, and I mean a lot of buzz is surrounding this university right now. Brian Hartline and Deion Sanders are the two names looking at interviews tomorrow uh, with the Cincinnati, or the University of Cincinnati. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Other we names about- in the hat were Tom Herman. He's backed out. He's no longer going to fight those two. It, it's looking what, like one of them what, two. But Brian Hartline, a guy about- nobody thought was going to leave OSU. Yeah. What about Paul Christ? I mean, he's still out there. He, he he's still be, out there, but he I'm, should be given a job. I'm thinking there's going to be another place or two that he yeah. may end up. We'll yeah. See. It's always fun to watch. Uh, you know, it's interesting. Is Fickle taking this job? Was it kind of just kind of snuck up on us all we weren't yeah, expecting this because of what he, from out of left field what he built up at cincinnati they're about to go into the big 12 and we just kind of expected that he would continue to help this program continue to rise as they get into that 
you know, from P6 to P5, if you will. Well, and let's talk about that. Cincinnati going to the Big 12. Are they going to compete right away? Potentially. I think it's very possible. Potentially. potentially. I'm not saying yes. Yeah. I'm not saying no. But yeah. potentially. They went 9-3 and three this year, and they're continuing to drop a little bit at Cincinnati. Yeah. This is the prime time to back out and go somewhere else. They're yeah. losing a lot. They're losing a lot after this season. I mean, they're they're going to be even further down maybe than they were mm-hmm. this year. Eight yeah. and four, nine and three after a good year, but in the Big Twelve, it could cut down to six and six. Yeah, um, this is just prime prime time uh, to go, and that's no pun intended with Coach Prime <laughs> Coach going there. Prime. Yeah, this is the right time, and then going to Wisconsin. Keep in mind, a two-loss Big Ten West champion is a playoff team in yeah. this new format, in this twelve-team mm-hmm. format. A lot yeah. of guys are now looking at are not only looking at, okay, is this team going to be a championship contender for me or not? Now they're looking at, will I make the playoff with this school, especially the high-profile guys? Luke Fickle, Mm -hmm. no at Cincinnati, especially in the next few years. His time at Shining may be going down if he stays. So what does he have to do? you got to make a move for you, and that's what he did. He went to Wisconsin. Mm -hmm. Winning the Big Ten West again is a 10- or 11-win team. 11-2 and gets you to the playoffs in the Big Ten West. Is is Big Ten uh, not going to do away with you know West versus East? They are when it? USC and UCLA, and UCLA come in. Okay. So even then, so, a ten win Big Ten team, especially if the schedules play the way they should, mm-hmm. that's that's a hell of a, a hell of a pl- place to be compared to again a Big Twelve that's yeah, losing that's not some bad at all. A Big Twelve that's losing two of their biggest money bringers. Of course, I mean I know TCU still going to be there. Oklahoma State. I mean there's still going to be good teams there. Mm-hmm. But it's just not going to be the same. Not going to carry the same weight. Yeah, I think it's a good time for him to head out. Yeah, Tulsa is losing Philip Montgomery. Don't know who's going to replace him. I don't care to be honest. Uh, this 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 is a dumpster fire if I've ever seen one. Tulsa is is not Tulsa, going anywhere. Yeah, they might as well drop back to the conference USA, but they're not. So yeah, uh, well, and maybe Why with some of the some of the cellar dwellers coming up there to join them, except for my Rice Owls, they're going to win the they're going to win the American USA. Year one. They're going to win the American year one. Uh, really 2023 American champions. <laughs> yeah, Rice Owls. Um, but, yeah, I think they'll be all right. I, I mean, they'll be, they'll be what they are. Six and yeah. six, eight wins maybe max. Yeah. I'm shocked they fired them after this year, though. I didn't remember them being terrible, but they weren't great either. Uh, Texas State firing Jake Spavadol after a 13-35 and 35 record in four years. Yeah, but, we saw it coming. But – He's not landing on his head. He's landing on his feet. New offensive coordinator at South Carolina is what it's is what I'm hearing through through the grapevine, replacing Marcus Satterfield. We'll we'll talk about that in a minute. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, and uh, what I heard, uh, Tulsa finished five and seven, so it was it, with that win over Houston uh, last Saturday. I just yeah. wanted to. Yeah. The shocking hire everybody didn't know about and didn't know was coming, Kenny Dillingham. The first FBS head coach born in the 90s, Kenny Dillingham, so leaves yeah. Oregon, leaves yeah, the it's... Oregon offensive coordinator spot to take over Arizona State. He's an alum. He's never been a head coach. Nope. He's 32. I... Yeah. 32 yeah. years old. The youngest head coach in FBS history. He's only five years on BJ and I. So. Yep. Yeah, and 10 on me. So mm-hmm. I mean, this is a this is weird. All right, we're getting weird a little bit. Yeah, yeah. just just wait until just wait until 
somebody that you went to school with gets one of these jobs <laughs> right. or something like that. that yeah, that's yeah. What, um, but Kenny yeah. Dillingham, I mean, this guy has the potential to do it, but he's going into a very tumultuous situation. I'm yes. hoping maybe now I'm starting to understand why they gave him a five-year contract uh, because he's going to have to be able to navigate through it and have some have some security there while doing so. Yeah. And, um, you know, it just – you can't – you can't be too pushy with this. The situation's going to be a little rough for a while for you ASU fans. Understand that. But I, well I think the C-plus grade they're giving him is right on the money because it's so average. We really don't know. You can't give it an F because it's not – I mean, they're making a bold yeah. move here. But you're Re- Reevaluate in a few you years. Know. We'll know. Yeah, we're going to find out. But I, if, I, if I'm seeing about three to four. This could if, work if, out really well. But this could go really wrong, and ASU he, could be at the bottom for a long time. Because if they're it. able to get somebody in, you know, if he's able to get a good recruit in, like what he had with this Oregon offense, you know, year one, ASU could be back and and competing, you know, we in, in two to three saw, years. We just saw a little bit ago the backup quarterback uh, at Oregon is transferring. You think mm-hmm. he lands at ASU? It's possible. Pro style quarterback, six six, two hundred pounds. I mean, this kid's a monster. If I'm not mistaken i'd have to check that out and figure out the name again I, and there, there's so many in the mind. transfer portal that could be its own other episode we can do next week perhaps yeah i mean there there is uh, the transfer portal is going wild i mean that's in card that's in cards a candidate potentially we, we just saw uh kate mcnamara quarterback mm-hmm. um yeah yeah hang on let me see if i can Transfer portal is going to be crazy this offseason. Yeah. And while, while you look, we're waiting to see if there's any update. Today was the self-imposed deadline with uh, you know the college football playoff committee and the Rose Bowl trying to work out and an agreement to uh, expand the playoff in time for the 2024 regular season and if the Rose Bowl is going to be on board or not. So as of a couple hours ago, there was nothing in place yet. They were still working on trying to make it work. They may not get this done tonight. They may not get it done in time for the 2024 season. Um, oh, so let's. Connor Basilak is transferring again. Wow. Uh, Davis Brin is transferring. Uh, we're going to talk about this transfer portal yeah. next week. I'm telling you. Yeah, right we now. have to. That I is mean, what we're going to have to talk yeah. about big time. Okay, let yeah. me get back to this so we can go on. David Shaw, 96 and 54 in his 12 years at Stanford, has uh, the mutual agreement to part ways. But this was, mm-hmm. this was really the university going to him and saying, "Look, either get the fuck out, or we're firing you," because this was like, unacceptable, especially with the level mm-hmm. of talent they had. Tanner McKee, a quarterback, yeah. this is a team that was supposed to be really good, and they were not even close. So, um, I think I predicted yeah. they would have another down year. Uh, we we I can revisit. We get yeah. down here. We can revisit our preseason predictions as well. We've no, we will. We've got a lot of time in this offseason. Willie Taggart fired from FAU 15 and 18 in three years. Willie Taggart's done. That, that's got to be the end of his coaching career. Got to be. Unless, yeah. mm-hmm. unless he goes back to like the high school ranks. You don't get fired like three times in a college level and stay in the college level unless you drop to D2 or D3. Yeah. Just, uh, you just can't. Um, Do not bring Willie Taggart to Commerce, Texas. Yeah, please. let me come back to these two real quick. <laughs> let me come back to these two because these actually have coaches in, in place. 
Mm -hmm. uh, Bill Clark uh, obviously retired right before the season. Mm -hmm. uh, it says in a Trent Dilfer is the guy that everybody's talking about right now at UAB. Trent Dilfer, they, they announced Super Bowl winning quarterback. I'm sure. UAB will be the head coach. Official will be the head coach at UAB. Uh, USF obviously has fired Jeff Scott, um, and they will be looking for a head coach. I also see right here they went six and six, and it looks as though they have an invite to the Bahamas Bowl. So. Yeah, the winner so, of Bowling Green and Miami, or some one of the mat games, was set to go to um, Bahamas. Okay. Yeah, well, I see it right here. The UAB is going there as well. Okay. Uh, of course, I just talked about USF uh, getting uh, firing Jeff Scott. I mean, there's no no reason not to. Four and twenty six in three years. Uh, yeah. Only his only win as over an FBS team came against Temple who's been just as bad, and that was last year. Well, let me ask you this, because this, you know, there was a, a point in the season, you know, Gary Bohannon had started off poorly and then was starting to get it figured out, and then he got hurt. Might have been a better year had he not gotten hurt. They would, I don't they think it's lost season. No. I don't think he would have been saved. I, but um, it's also, I don't know I, that it's this is official okay. according to okay. Twitter. Trent Dover. Yeah. Thank you, Twitter. Official. Three, uh, three o'clock this afternoon, so three hours ago. Carl Durrell fired from Colorado, eight and fifteen in three years, uh, owed approximately eight point seven million. Mike Stanford serving as the interim coach, but we know where they're at. Their sweepstakes are all in on Coach Prime. Yeah. We'll see. That might be the dumb thing for them, honestly. But it, you know, here's what I've been thinking. High risk, I talk high about reward. It. No, I don't think so. You're getting Coach Prime. People want to play for Coach Prime. I don't yeah. care. I don't care what you say. Mm -hmm. Recruiting is not going to be the problem. He's either going to be a good enough coach to coach at the Power mm -hmm. Five level, or he's not, and that's where we're going to find out. And yeah. we will find it out soon because it's going to happen. I mean, there's no yeah. question about it. Um, okay, so here comes a little tinfoil hat time. Oh, our favorite part, as everybody of the expects. Show. Yes, Biff Pogi hired uh, the former Michigan associate head coach hired uh, to replace Will Healy at Charlotte. Uh, Will Healy. Kind of had some issues and times here in this season. Biff Hoagie, going to take over. He's a great coach. Phenomenal guy. Uh, I, I really wish nothing but the best for him. Here's where the Temple hat puts on, though. Who just entered the transfer portal? Cade McNamara. Cade Charlotte's replacing a quarterback next year. Cade McNamara to Charlotte. Bingo. Maybe. Now... I also made the joke. Pete yeah. McNamara, have good, best of luck at UCLA. Yeah. But, I mean, <laughs> one or the other. I'm going to be right it here It works for Charbonnet. Right? I'm going to be right here somewhere, right? Yeah. They did, too, because I did call Charbonnet going there, too. That was fine. Yeah. Um, anyways, we go up here. All right. Matt Rule, the second best hire so far mm -hmm. in this offseason. He was 19 and 20 in three years at Baylor, but what you don't know is year number one was a 1 and 11 season. Mm. He turned that around two years later to go 11 and 2. Yep. Matt Rule at Nebraska. Yeah. Big Ten West. Great hire. Somebody, the Big Nebraska. Ten West is going to have somebody that wants to win it. Yeah. They do now. They have two guys that want to win it Luke Fickle and Matt Rule. And they're going to have two guys that want to compete with the two teams that will be in the formerly known East in 2024. To try to get to Indy. I'm, and if, and I'm if saying I was right now, here, Nebraska has their guy. 
if I was serious about wanting to hang up, hang and hang around with those two guys, with those two teams, then uh, Kirk is going to have to fire Brian this year. You're going to have to. You're going to have to. Well, yeah. you may not. Family reunion you may might not. be a little awkward. You may but. not. <laughs> Remember who the offensive coordinator is going to be at Nebraska, and that's Marcus Satterfield. I don't give a fuck about the last two weeks. This season was miserable. Yeah. You're going to have to do better than that, man. So yeah. be my guest. Try it out. <laughs> Anyways, we're going to go to real quick. Uh, so far, uh, coaches that have been extended. Lance Leipold. Uh, Gets a contract mm-hmm. extension. Not surprised. Lane Kiffin. Through the 20. Well, hang on. Yes. Okay. That's not on here yet. But Sorry. I, I, yes. Uh, Lance Leifold, a extension through the 2029 season. He's 8 and 16 in his two years with a 5 and 0 start this year. Yeah, he went 2 and 10 last year and is now 6 and 6. I know it's just Kansas. I know it's Lance Leifold, but they did a great job. They did what they needed to do. Well, I don't even know if they're going to get much higher than 8-4, and but what I will say is they hired a guy that is a good coach, and they hired a guy. They did what they needed to do to keep him around. Good on them. Kalen DeBoer got extended after just one season. Yeah. He's extended through 2028. He will add two years and a million dollars per season to his original deal. And a ten and two record, so good on you. Yeah, Mark Stoops uh, extended through the twenty thirty season. Um, he's sixty five and fifty eight in ten seasons. So all time Kentucky wins leader yeah, makes sense. Kentucky yeah, just took just now. took over over Bear Bryant. By the yeah, way. Dabo Sweeney extended uh, in September uh, with a ten year one hundred fifteen million dollar contract. So that's all we got. Not so far on the coaching carousel path. Um, so thanks for bearing with that for a minute. Now on to what you all really care about. Conference Championship Week. Uh, I need to make sure this is on the right slide. It is. Here we go. Bada boom. Conference USA Championship game. CBS Sports Network, Friday night at 7.30 p.m. Eastern Time. North Texas is seven and five, but that's six and two record in conference play. Their only loss was to UTSA earlier this season. UTSA ten and two, eight and zero. Oh. You just said you see it right there, twenty two wins in the past two years. That's um, two more wins than they had the previous three years before twenty twenty one. Four years actually. Yeah. Very they, impressive. North Texas, you can see it there. They won four of their last six games. Austin on as. Ani has been phenomenal. Um, 3,100 yards, 31 touchdowns, 11 picks. Frank Harris has been just as good. Uh, 3,500 yards, 27 touchdowns, and seven interceptions. I got to say, it's dumb to think that UTSA wouldn't win this game. Um, I think they're going to come out guns blazing. They'll be 11 and 2, and hopefully in the playoff top 25 at the end of it. If you didn't see the first game between these two teams, I mean, it was an absolute barn burner. You talk about uh, North Texas was leading with about two and a half to go, and then UTSA scored a touchdown. In less than a minute, North Texas goes right back down the field. They get a touchdown. They retake the lead 27-24. And then with 15 seconds left, UTSA scores again. So you had three touchdowns in the span of two minutes and 20 seconds at the end of that game. UTSA get got the victory 31-27. It could be an absolute barn burner yet again because these teams, you know, both 
seemed to be going blow for blow in that first matchup. And outside of a just kind of a head scratching decision against, you know, when UAB decided to be good for a week as opposed to be off for a week, that was kind of their their MO this year. Uh, North Texas didn't lose any other conference games. It is tough to beat a team twice in one season, and that will be a common theme here in this episode tonight. But I think the Roadrunners can. I think they've just got a little too much talent for this mean green defense to ha- to handle. And I don't think they're going to want to lose a chance to be a, a repeat conference champion. This would be the first time, that I believe, in Conference USA since 2015-16. It was Western Kentucky, the last one to do it. Uh, but it will be the Roadrunners. will be the next to put their name in that hat on Friday night, and they'll be conference champions. Cam? Yeah, I, I, I was – ouch. Um, anyways, <laughs> um, I think North Texas covers, but that's I, all that happens. I go with UTSA winning, I just like you guys said, though. I turned that off for a reason. Sorry. Oh, okay. It's all it good. It was bothering me. It didn't look very clean. It didn't look oh, very okay. professional. I like it, but it's all good. One of these things is not like the other. Anyways. I don't know what you're talking about. The name, nickname. Oh. Huh? Oh, it's too long, but whatever. Well, no, it's not that it's too long. It literally... I'm a neat freak, all right? So... (laughs) You're welcome. I, I prefer it this way because then you see, like, the middle line. We're going to go into how we make this, okay? You see the two lines here? You see how North Texas, Mean Green, like, the name and nickname are mixed, are, are split on two lines? Mm-hmm. That That's what I was hoping for. And it's yeah, that way it, 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 just, it just depends on how many, like, I'll you make know. It. <laughs> now you and now we know. Now we know. All right. It's all understood now that this is how it needs to look. You're OCD, okay? Yeah, yes. hey, that's that's pretty evident. Yeah, that's what that's what we're hearing. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Official diagnosis from the guys at Loudmouth. Yeah, anyways. anyways, anyway, USC eleven and one, a win and you're in. This is simple. You lose and you're done. You've been disrespected all year. You you felt disrespected all year. Let's make that clear. Even when you were undefeated, you were still behind two lost teams. Now you're 11 and one. Now you're in the driver's seat. You make the decision. Your play determines everything that happens here. I'm not going to lie to you. That was a one point game in Salt Lake City. I think it's a 10 point game here. USC is going to win, and they're going to win big. And it's not going to be like they're not going to win by 20, 25, 30. They're going to win by 10, but they're going to be one score ahead all game long. And they're going to have the ball with one score in, in their back pocket all game long and continue to put points on the board. Caleb Williams has three interceptions. He's not throwing another one. Cam Rising, seven. This USC defense, they've been great all year long at forcing turnovers. They're one and two in the Pac-12 championship. Not anymore. Two and two. And Utah will still have to wait for that third straight win over USC. In that first matchup in Salt Lake City, USC won the turnover battle, but they could not stop Utah when they had the ball, got down to the red zone, 
got in the end zone. Dalton Kincaid had a game of his life. It really took everything that Utah had on that night, including a, a gutsy, just, you know, John Tortorella, you know, inspired decision by, uh, you know, by uh, Kyle Whittingham for Utah to win that game the first time in Salt Lake. They had the home field advantage, the crowd behind them, and it still almost didn't go their way. I think if USC is going to be successful in winning this game, they will force more. Did you than just see that tournament. too in the pick'em? Okay, we're uh, gonna break into this for a second. All right, what happened? Man? Pause. Breaking news from Lincoln, Nebraska. Nebraska's Mickey Joseph arrested on suspicion of assault. Oh. Uh, it says, yeah, so. Mickey Joseph, who served this inter- who served as interim head coach of the Nebraska Cornhuskers this season, was arrested Wednesday on suspicion of strangulation and third-degree domestic assault. The Lincoln Police Department said uh, its officers d- were dispatched to a residence on a domestic disturbance call. After an investigation, officers arrested Joseph, 54, uh, at a separate location and booked him into Lancaster County Jail. Uh, he's placed on administrative leave by Nebraska Athletic Director Trev Alberts. Um, and then it just goes into discuss the season. Damn. Yeah. Albert said, I was made aware of the allegations against coach Joseph and given the nature of the allegations and based on university policy, he's been placed on administrative leave. We will have no further comment at this time. Yeah. Man. While we talk about that, let's wow. talk about how Neil Brown is not being fired. <laughs> well, there's, that's, that's kind of, there. you know, it's, it's one of those things that, you know, when that move was made, the, the AD and everything was fired, it was a bit too late because, mm-hmm. you know, some of the universities had already begun to get their plans in place. If, if they, Look, it wasn't. Coaches. It wasn't. The guy the guy does mm-hmm. not have the ability to coach a Power 5 team. No. I'm sorry. He can go back he did, to Troy and do yeah, just fine. Yeah, I was fine. about to say. He did pretty but well at Troy. He, uh, he does not. He It's clear he doesn't have well, the ability. Well, Troy's carried on success without him and – Honestly, so that's that's more on Troy than than on Neil Brown. Anyways, mm-hmm. anyway. BJ, did you get a chance to finish your thoughts or? I don't yeah. think I did. I uh, I was gonna say, the first time that these two teams played, uh, USC won the turnover margin, but it took it. It was just a balls out performance from Cam Rising and Dalton Kincaid that won this game for Utah more so than than anything. I think Cam Rising and, and Dalton Kincaid can have another great performance. But I think it's really going to come down to the rushing attack. And when Travis Dye went down, I I was guilty a lot, like a lot of people, of thinking that's that's USC season. You know, I mean, they can get the ball going through the air, but if you face a team that can shut down the passing attack, you know, what are they going to do on the ground? They proved me wrong the past couple of weeks with their ability to run on the ground, especially last week in that Notre Dame game. I think USC will get revenge. And I, I've got them beating the Utes, revenging, avenging their only loss of the season. And we'll have some new blood in the college football playoff with the Trojans for the first time representing the Pac-12. Yeah, it's hard to beat a team twice um, in a sure year, is. as we just talked about. Um, yeah. And I have that continuing. I think USC does get a, a win. Um I, I think it's going to be a touchdown victory. I think Utah's going to be able to hang tough with them. We've seen Rising and Kincaid 
have success and looked bet both have looked better as the seasons progressed. And so I think Utah is still able to hang tough with them and but I do have USC winning. Alright. Kansas State is trying to potentially ruin this season for TCU. They have not set a school record for wins. Would a 13th win set that record, BJ? Can you tell me? Uh, no, it would match the school record that okay. was the 2010 team. They went 13-0 with that Rose Bowl victory over Wisconsin. Oh, they went 13-0? Like, yeah, that, that was the, they went 13-0 that season because okay. there was no Mountain West title game back then. Okay. So, a win ties the school record. Mm-hmm. A loss... And some think they're still in the playoffs. Well, and I'm a jackass. Well, no, I'm not a jackass. It's a 13-win season, not 13th-10-win season. Uh, I was reading that wrong. Um, You can see it here on the screen, though. Kansas State, they're looking for their first 10-win season since 2012. That was Colin Klein. Mm -hmm. See where I'm going with this. You do. (laughs) Offensive coordinator is Colin Klein. Mm-hmm. I've said this a handful of times. They're looking for that first conference title since 2003. I didn't even know they won one in 2003. So that yep. they beat exactly Oklahoma in 03. It was a big upset. That was the Darren Sproles team back then. Okay. Yeah, that, that sounds about right. The 13th 10 win season since 2000. TCU is amongst the winningest programs in the millennium. People don't talk about that, but they are. They're amongst probably mm-hmm. the top 15. We, we are what the media thinks Texas A&M is. We are actually what they think they are. Well, in a better yeah, that's market beside as the well. point. That's beside the point. <laughs> All purple in this game. You guys have said it. It's hard to beat people twice. TCU's going to win. They've seen Kansas State. They threw their best shot at them. The only thing that may get TCU in trouble is if Adrian Martinez is a starter in this game. It's not looking like he will be. Therefore, I'm taking TCU, and I think they're going to win, and I think they're going to win comfortably. I'm saying, again, like the USC game, between 7 and 10, but I think it's going to look – they're just going to have control of the game. You're going to know that TCU is the better team when you walk out of here. It worries me. We, we did see Adrian Martinez for the first drive or two in that matchup, and they did get a touchdown – while he was out on the field. And then Will Howard came in, and they looked fantastic in the first half. It didn't look like we were prepared. We got you know some late momentum in the first half and then got the two-for-one opportunity, really turned that game around. The defense stepped up in the second half and figured out you know the, the adjustments made were what ended up leading us to that victory and, and keeping our hopes at the playoff alive at that point before anybody really thought that we were going to be in contention for this, you know, four or five weeks ago when, when they played the first time. God, it's going to be a tough game. It is going to be, I'm not going to probably sit down the entire time on, on Saturday morning. I'll be standing and nervous going back and forth, but I can't do it. I can't pick against my frogs. I mean, I haven't done it since on here since Oklahoma State. They prove proved me right a lot of times. 
They proved me wrong that first time, and I learned then not to pick against them again. And I haven't, and I'm not going to here. Prove them, prove them wrong. Leave no doubt. Don't give them the opportunity to screw you over again. Because if you lose, you know, a lot of people think that you should still be in there. I think you should still be in there. But don't give them the opportunity to do it to you. Well, let's see. For 2014, for 2010, for 2009, go Frogs. Let's get this done. Pull. I have Kansas State. <laughs> no, this is good. This is good. No, I know. I know. This is good. Um, Let's go. But I think Kansas State is able to get the victory. They know what happened the last time that they these two foes faced off. I think it's going to be a Please closer. I think it's going <laughs> no, to be a closer game. Fix it. We're right. I think it's going to be a closer <laughs> game than the last game was because the last game was a tale of two halves. K-State dominated the first half. TCU dominated the second half. Score was closer than that game ever was because of that. But this game, I think, will be a closer game. I like what Will Howard has brought to this offense. We've seen more life out of that passing attack, as you can see. Deuce Vaughn, one of the best running backs in the country. Kleiman has been a great coach all year, and I think that they're going to continue to leave no doubts. Give me the K-State Wildcats. Let's talk about this. Guys we didn't talk about on that extension board just a minute ago, mm-hmm. Chris Kleiman's not Kleiman. on there in the next year. I'm, I'll march my ass to the little apple myself. He, he could, he could get off. himself on the extension board if he wins this game. I'll tell you that. No, I don't think he needs to win this game. I don't I think, mean, he I think he's either. already earned the best year I, they've yeah. had in, in a long time. I mean, they, yeah. they don't. Here, you know, we'll they get into the playoff be. discussion later. Let's kind of move forward. But yeah. we, if we have some time later, we're going to get into this playoff discussion. Yeah. We don't need to talk about playoffs here. Toledo <laughs> is the favorite here, Ohio is not. Fuck them. Ohio. Give me the Bobcats. <laughs> Also, I, also, fuck your trends, dude. 0-5 <laughs> all-time at Ford Field. Are you kidding me? 0-4 in MAC championship game. When was the other time they played at Ford Field? It was, was the bowl game. game. They played the, the quick one. Oh, they played the little, they, the little Caesars yeah. Bowl. Yeah, whatever, remember, they, whatever they I remember it. that game. That was um, – oh, man, that was a hot minute ago too. Yeah, it's oh, been 10-plus years, I think. Yeah. I looked it up. I went back. It was like 06, I think, maybe. It was either that or it was uh, around the same time they went and played Utah State and Idaho and Boise. Yeah. Um, it's it's not – I don't look at this to be mean. I just looked at, like – I was looking I at MAC championship did. game history and it struck me as odd that they, you know, hadn't won a MAC. Well, hang on. Before. Actually, let me think of this for a minute. And then they hadn't won in that bowl game that, or the, you know, just something odd. I may have to eat my words. <laughs> Curtis Rourke isn't – for sure playing. Yeah. That's that's probably why Toledo is favored. I'm going to go with Toledo, unfortunately. If, if Rourke doesn't play Toledo, if he does, I'll take a high. I think regardless of whether he plays or not, I'll go with the rocket ships. Maybe, you know, I'll have to eat my words, but I think Toledo has kind of... Toledo has been in a position where they were able to, you know, kind of just you know, mess around and not really have to take it seriously just because of how much 
worse off that other division was as opposed to what <laughs> Ohio's path was um, to get to the to get to Detroit. But Toledo separated themselves in my book. Uh, they're, you know, they had the kind of the head scratching loss last week that they're coming off of. The only other game that I remember seeing them play because I can't remember what their other losses. The other loss was Bowling Green, and it, it was that last like touchdown pass where they just failed to make a tackle with 10 seconds to go. I don't think there's going to be any doubt that they're motivated for this game. I think they'll want to go out there and, and get a, a, a conference title. And so in the MAC title game, I'll go with the Rockets. On ESPN, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And regardless, give me the Ohio Bobcats. Um, as much as Rourke has been a difference maker offensively. We saw their backup Harris come in last week against Bowling Green, and he played out of his goddamn mind. Like, I I think that, yes, Bowling Green is not to the same level as Toledo. They're still not a terrible Well, school. actually, they are, because they beat them, so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Transitive property, sweet. Anyways. Um, That's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying... Yeah. On the field, Bowling Green beat Toledo. Therefore, they are better. Yeah. Anyways. Um, Their only other loss was to Buffalo by a touchdown, 34-27. In, in conference play, that is. Yeah. Yeah. Very. I, I, that makes me feel better. And that was a I, tw- they were up 27-10 to 10 at the end of the third quarter in that game. Toledo was. They gave up 24 yeah, on no, the Give me Ohio. <laughs> Hold on. Ohio. We're going with that. Coastal Carolina on – well, yeah, they are on the road, actually, mm-hmm. uh, facing Troy in uh, uh, Troy. Yep. Grayson McCall, very uncertain his status for this Saturday's game. Therefore, I'm going to have to do it. Give me Troy. They're going to win this game. It's just too much uncertainty surrounding Coastal Carolina right now, uh, especially from what Jamie Chadwell had to say today. Not just McCall out, but Carpenter, their backup, got hurt like second play of the game last week without a way to really run the offense that Coastal wants to run, I just don't see a path to victory for the Chanticleers. I know they've won three in a row, but even then, it's been an insanely close games. You see it on your screen there. A, a touchdown or less in each of their last three wins, which, you know, 12 total points in the three games. I think Troy's going to win their first ever appearance in the Sun Belt Championship game. It'll be their first Sun Belt title since that 2018 season before there was a conference championship. The, in the Neil Brown era. I'm going to take the Trojans as well. I have Troy as well. I think that this is going to be a close game still and match those trends in this um, series. The For whatever reason, these two teams always play tough. Coastal Carolina still has a pretty good defense. I think they're going to be able to get some stops against Troy who has been inconsistent at times offensively. Um, but give me the Troy Trojans to be able to get the victory still. We don't even need to talk about this. LSU, <laughs> Georgia. Georgia has not allowed more than 15 points. Actually, I believe it's now allowed more than 13 points against a top 15 opponent not named Alabama. Every single one of those games they've played has hit the under. Georgia, under, cover, no questions. I found it very interesting in doing some research about these uh, the SEC title game history. You know, I'm not necessarily saying this is going to happen, but 
You know, Georgia struggled when they faced LSU teams in the past in the SEC title game, and LSU is the only three-loss team to ever win in the SEC championship game. That's going to change. It's going to be one and eight all time. Georgia, and they're going to cover. I just don't see a path to victory for this Tigers team. I think last week was just a bizarre way that that they could have gone out, and you know, now that. The kind of the playoffs out of reach. You know, the only thing that they're playing for is to be a spoiler to Georgia. And even then, I just don't think there's enough there. It's been a fantastic year for Brian Kelly, more so than any of the three of us expected out of LSU. But that being said, give me the dogs. Yeah, um, I'm. I'm also going with Georgia. I do think LSU is able to cover. Um, I think that this remains a relatively low-scoring defensive game. Um, I really like Jaden Daniels a lot. I think that he looks much improved here at LSU than he ever did in the desert as a Sun Devil saying that as well. Um, I mean, he couldn't even remember his name out there. so He wasn't a horse, though. Um, okay. Anyways... Anyways, um, I, I I still think Georgia wins, though, in a very defensive game. UCF finds their way to New Orleans. Again. again. Once again. Mm-hmm. To take on Tulane. Tulane had to win their way into this game. Well, actually, no, they didn't. Well, Yeah, they did. They did. Well, both teams had to win their way into this game in in the matchup Mm -hmm. last weekend between Tulane and Cincinnati. The winner hosted this game. Tulane gets to host. Um, UCF won earlier this season. Is that correct? Yes. Am I right on that? Yeah. Yeah. I I wasn't home for that weekend, so I apologize Mm -hmm. for not having that off the top of my head. Pretty good game. UCF really was able to get the ground attack going like they wanted in that game. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. I, I have no reason to think that UCF wins a second time. I don't think they will. I think Tulane's going to win. And Tulane will find themselves in a New Year Six Bowl game. The Green Wave are heading to Arlington. They'll be in the Cotton Bowl as the New Year Six representative because I do think that what UCF was able to do last time they're not going to be able to do this time. You kind of had some injury concerns with John Reese Plumley ever since that t- first game against the Green Wave. Uh, they've had to go to Mikey Keene, and they just cannot run the offense that Gus Malzahn wants to do. You see how much that Plum Reese Plumley runs the ball, their leading rusher. If he's not able to go, then it's going to be a tough time for this night offense to get the ball moving. And, and I think Tulane's defense is going to be prepared for what, you know, having seen it already in person, kind of knowing what they're wanting to do. Unless Malzahn has got something up his sleeve, which wouldn't surprise me. I think think it's going to be really close, but I'm going to take the wave as well. Green wave to Arlington, to the Cotton Bowl. Pull. I'm going with UCF, um, especially if Reese Plumlee is able to go. Um, This Tulane defense had absolute nightmares against, had an absolute nightmare against Reese Plumlee the last time these two teams faced off. 
I think it's going to be a close game. Very close game. All throughout the game. But I think that UCF is going to win partially because Malzahn. No offense to Willie Fritz. I like what he's done with Tulane a lot. Malzahn has been in these situations before. This is Fritz's first time on this state, on this level of a stage. It's afternoon kickoff on ABC on Championship Weekend. He's not been here before. Give me Malzahn in that experience. I think you're that's acting the like this is a, you're acting like it's a neutral site game. They're playing in New Orleans. They're playing at home. I know that yeah. they are. I, I'm just saying, there's there's no chance. It's going no to be a fantastic game. Fresno State against Boise State. This is in Boise, correct? Yes. Yep. These group of five guys screw me up. All because the MAC is the only one that plays on a neutral site. Yeah. I'm shocked. Well, actually, you know, no, never mind. Sorry. You have something to say? You want to share with the class? No, I, I corrected my brain before I even said it. That's one of the few times that my brain works as properly uh, asked to. So. Okay. I was going to say something that I know is wrong because my brain said, no, that was not the case. Okay. Anyways, <laughs> Boise State, 9-3, 8-0 in the Mountain West. I mean, hell of a season for, for Boise after firing Andy Avalos. Yeah. What and a year. Bachmeyer leaving, too. Yeah. I mean, they've been really good. This is a, this is a, a damn good team. They're 13-3 against Fresno State since 06. Jake Hayner, the magic just hasn't been there for this Fresno State team. This is going to be a good game, but I just have a feeling. The blue turf is going to mean something this weekend. Boise State, 10-win season. This might be their first 10-win I, I have season. a correction to make. Avalos is still the head coach. They fired their offensive coordinator. I thought they fired Andy Avalos. My bad. No. Nonetheless. Nonetheless. Impressive, good job. Way to save your job, Andy. Um, this is their first. This could be their first ten-win season, I believe, since Chris Peterson was their head coach. Is that is that a correct statement? Uh, mm, no, they were what he had moved on to Washington when they went to the New Year's Six in twenty fourteen, hadn't, mm-hmm. hadn't they? Yes, yeah. yes, 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 yes. The yeah. bowl, the Fiesta Bowl against Arizona. Yeah. I knew Cam would remember that pretty right. well. They they had a, a they were pretty close to ten wins uh, as well when they played in twenty seventeen I think and or twenty eighteen the bowl game that infamously got canceled because of weather against Boston College because I was there I was there for that one that was uh, all right one of the uh, weirdest experiences. Let's go through this then. Oh yeah, I'm a, I am a dumbass. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's what I'm realizing. I'm stupid. Shouldn't shock anybody. He's actually they've had they've had five winning five ten win seasons uh, since Chris Peterson left. Yeah. Who'd have known? Who? When was the last one, Cam? 2019. 2019. Okay. Yeah. But that was 12, the year the Memphis was, was in the Las Vegas Bowl. Yeah, that was the year the Memphis went to the Cotton Bowl. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and truth be told, like I, I mean, I know I was way off on that, and that's fine. But you just don't hear about Boise State the same way anymore, and that's no. fine. But you really haven't heard about them since Chris Peterson left. You haven't heard about them in the same light. 
You still haven't heard about them this year. They were sneakily nine and three, and they were even more sneakily eight and zero in conference. Yeah, they were they were phenomenal. I think they're going to be nine and zero in conference. They're going to be ten and three. They're going to a good bowl game. Well, a decent bowl game. They'll probably find like the LA Bowl or something. A good yeah, team. Jim, Jimmy Kimmel. Yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to seeing where they end up. It'll be a good bowl game and one worth watching, especially if they get a decent a decent Power Five team to play. I am surprised that it took this long for me to be able to do this. But not so fast, my friend. Fresno State having a very impressive year. Part of the reason why they hadn't had so much success, Jake Hayner went out with injury, and they started one and four. And that was the toughest part. This was the last game that they lost without Hayner, was Boise State the first time around. They lost 40-20 to in Boise without Jake Hayner to move him to one and four on the year. He came back. They went the rest of the way in conference play without losing a game. I think very similar to the 2018 matchup, the last time these two teams faced off in the Mountain West title. I'll take the Bulldogs. Give me Fresno State with a nine-win season and Mountain West championship, Jake Hayner, kind of getting back to where we expected and what we thought this Fresno State team could be preseason. I'm going to take the Bulldogs over the Broncos. No hate. You know, towards Boise State, I think they've had a fantastic year. I think I just trust Hayner a little bit more to make a, a fantastic, have a fantastic game and, and win this team, win this game for his team. Yeah, this Boise State team, as the year has gone on, has gotten better. Um, I think that they've become a really good team, especially once Bonk Bachmeyer. Into the Bonkmeyer. Yeah. Go, go to Boise Jail, Bonkmeyer. Bonk. Um, <laughs> anyways, um, like as soon as they replaced him at quarterback and um, the offensive coordinator, we saw life out of this offense. And I think that that continues. Boise State wins. I think that this is going to be a close game. Hainer's able to hang around there, but give me Boise State. It's going to be a very interesting game. That is for sure. And mm-hmm. you know, oh, with, with this in the past, this one has been affected by like snow because it was like a night game. With this being afternoon, even if it's cold, you know, it'll be what two o'clock start time in Boise. So they'll be they'll be getting this one, you know, complete before the sun. I mean, the sun will probably be down by the time the game ends. But even if it's you know snowy and, and cold, I don't think it'll be as cold and affect the Fresno State offense like you might think. It's it's been snowing all damn day. I know that I'm like four <laughs> hours away, but yeah, I'm sure it will be. But we'll see. Mm-hmm. Michigan hosting at Pitt. Wow. I don't wow. fuck that up. Really? Hosting Foreshadowing? I was at Penn State as well. Penn State. Oh, okay. Yeah. Hosting There's Purdue. A... Well, not hosting. I guess no. they're hosting them in Indy. Mm-hmm. They're the home team this time. They're the designated Whatever. home team. Um, one, uh, you can see there, one nineteen of 23 matchups since 1985. This could be the first solo Big Ten Championship for Purdue. They've had a couple shared ones. This could be their first solo championship. And the shared title, of course, with the Drew Brees-led team in 2000 that I believe shared it with 
these Michigan Wolverines led by Tom that Brady. Sounds right. Yeah. Um, well, it definitely wasn't Ohio State because they were eight and four. So, <laughs> anyways, uh, sorry, I had, to, I had to. I don't know. Another shot. Another. I don't shot. know what you want me to say. I had to. Do it. <laughs> uh, but, but anyways, here's the bottom line right now. Aiden O'Connell has not been with the team since mid last week, if I'm not mistaken. Maybe late last week, um, following the death of his brother. I think it was actually over the weekend. So, that's the first part of this. Aiden O'Connell, we're not even sure if he's going to play. Uh, he hasn't returned to the team yet. It's uncertain. No Aiden O'Connell. Michigan's going to win, and Michigan's going to roll. I, I don't like to do that to, to a kid that, that's gone through a little bit of tragedy, obviously. But that's how, that's the bottom line. I got to be honest here. And, and, and being honest, I'm going to tell you, Michigan is going to roll. That 17-point spread will not be enough. Purdue, on the other hand, if they do have Aiden O'Connell, this game gets really close and potentially really interesting. There's no question Michigan makes the, the college football playoff even if they lose. There's no question. There should not be any question. If there is, we can discuss that you yeah. know later. But there's just there's not enough time. We'll right have a discussion watch. then. Michigan's looking for their first ever 13 win season. Ever. Wow. You wouldn't believe it, but they haven't been playing 13 games in a season for very long. So. Yeah. If you know what I'm saying, really, since the last time we played in a uh, in any kind of championship environment, that was an 11 game regular season in '97 mm-hmm. with a with a 12th game in the bowl yeah. uh, against Washington State that led us to the national championship shared with Nebraska. Yeah, this is the first opportunity to win a 13th game. This team is not much like last year. Is not done after Ohio State. They don't give a fuck about that whenever. Well, they do. They care. Don't don't let me prove that wrong. They care about the win over Ohio State, but not enough to like get in the way of this win. Back to back Big Ten championships, another playoff berth, a game against TCU next week or in a few weeks. The end of December. Run it. Michigan's going to win. There's no question. It's only a question of how big. Aiden O'Connell plays. Purdue will cover the 17. They'll probably lose by like 14. Aiden O'Connell doesn't play. Michigan rolls. The other question you have to look at, this Purdue defense, even really good against their, some of the best running backs they faced. I just don't see them stopping this Michigan offense. They have they faced some really good running backs, but they have not faced as good of a line as this Michigan team's got. It, it, I think Michigan's going to win, and, and it's going to be comfortable. So here's kind of a couple things. First of all, uh, with what you said, if Michigan and TCU play, can you imagine how annoying this show is going to be for a whole month before that game gets played? <laughs> I'll pop out for a little bit in that game discussion. No, <laughs> let, let us have a room. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, we'll, we'll go back and forth. I mean, it, will, it will not nearly be as bad as as the trash talk that was Ohio State Michigan for the entire month of November. I'll say that. I don't know. Um, what, I, I don't know. I don't remember talking that much shit to be honest. No, I'm not talking about you. Uh, I'm about to say, yeah. I, I was the one that just stayed quiet and minded my own business, and maybe yeah. some people should just learn from it. Yeah. No. Uh, I wanted to bring this up. Um, obviously, as you said, with Aiden O'Connell uncertainty, uh, we probably won't get the chance to bring this up. Purdue has not been the sole champion of the Big Ten in almost 100 years, Tyler. Last time they did it was 1929 when James Phelan led Purdue to an undefeated 8-0 record, 5-0 in Big Ten play. 
just a almost a hundred years, years ago. Yeah, and and actually, as a matter of fact, I I think that was at a time where where Michigan was not a part of the Big Ten yet. The Big Ten wasn't even a, a thing at that time, really. So it was the Big Ten conference, but it yeah, what, it, it was become, not what we see today. Yeah. I mean, um, Chicago so, University of yeah. Chicago was a part mm-hmm. of that. So yeah. Anyway, with that with that being said, you're absolutely right. I really can't add too much more because of the uncertainty with Aiden O'Connell. If Aiden O'Connell plays, there's a path to victory for Purdue. It's kind of what we saw in that game against Penn State. That was although that was a home environment, you know, there there will be some Purdue fans in the crowd, but it will be you know, do you? It will be a neutral site. It will be more Michigan fans, I'm sure, just because there's more of them. It might be like 64. I know that that makes no sense, but uh, no. Anyway, so the path to victory for Purdue is very simple. They've got to be able to run. You know, stop the Michigan attack. If if they're going to have success, it's going to be something similar to what we saw out of Ohio State last week in the first half. And even then, Michigan was able to hang around Give because if you try to take away that. the run, you know, that opens up the passing attack. Do, and Do you think they're capable of doing that? Has Purdue faced a secondary like Michigan? No. No. Has that Purdue being faced said, a front seven like Michigan? No. They face similar no. They face similar teams in terms of disruption, but they have not mm-hmm. faced a team with that kind of talent up front. They didn't play Ohio State, thankfully for Ohio State fans. Um, they didn't play. They, they didn't even. Well, they did play Penn State, but they played Penn State before Penn State knew what they were. And yeah. yeah. So I'm not saying. And now here's the other. I'm thing. just. I'm just Nobody, trying to talk. We're just trying just, to break this down. Yes. And just like they're not stopping Blake Corum, I don't think that we're going to just stop Charlie Jones, but he's yeah. going to get slowed down. Yeah. And that's the question: is who's going to slow down each other's weapons first and more? I just have to believe that that right. You see the turnover differential for Michigan. You see the point differential. There's nothing that tells me that Michigan does not adjust properly, even if it is close in the second half, and walk away with this game. I I haven't even made my pick yet, but I'm just saying that is the path to victory for Purdue. I know. I know you haven't. Yeah. But that being said, it's 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 uh, it's a very very slim chance of victory. This is. One of the, I think this is out of the Power Five games, the Power Five Conference Championship games. Purdue has the slimmest chance of pulling off a victory out of any of the top, the the ten teams that are going to be playing for a Power Five Conference Championship this weekend. I'm going to take Michigan. I'm going to take Michigan, not to cover if Aiden O'Connell plays. If he doesn't. It's it's going to be very similar to last year, if not worse. I, I really don't think that yeah, Michigan number. is going to. I mean, it really, like you said, yeah. Name your number. It, it it just depends on how long until they call off the dogs and get ready for the playoff. That's Here's all a question: Donovan Evers has a cast on his hand, right? Who throws a long touchdown pass at running back this week? <laughs> if, if you can get if you can get some more uh, lift on the ball, the the running back that threw the Mullings. the pass on yeah the, on third down the, the converted linebacker, maybe Collings or whatever. Yeah, maybe CJ Stokes fair. has been taking some snaps. I don't but, know. We'll see. But yeah, yeah. Should... maybe Ronnie Bell or Roman Wilson throw it. Yeah. 
Maybe you line JJ up as you know wide receiver or whatever, no. and you try no. the Philly special. No, don't get no? him hurt. <laughs> don't get him hurt. We need no, him. absolutely no. Yeah, I I like the way BJ put it though. I think that this is the most um, potentially lopsided of the Power Five games. Um, yeah. I have Michigan winning as well, and I think that they dominate this game as well, especially if Aiden O'Connell's not able to go. Like, I don't see a path to victory there. First of all, sincerest condolences to Aiden O'Connell. Yeah, it's yeah. been a rough stretch for yeah. him and his family this year, and, and as, as like, it has yeah, been for a lot of people. in college football. I mean, we've yeah. seen so much Jeez, tragedy. Yeah season it's it's yeah. it's hard i don't know whether it's just more more published yeah publicized I, I think, maybe but I, it, man I, it is bad i think i think it is yeah mm-hmm. let's not get on it's that sad right yeah anyways well yeah. i was gonna say you, you want well, to get, on, get, on, a, a let's get on a let's get on a sad road both of these teams <laughs> are ranked uh and clemson's ranked in the top 10 the worst could be nc fucking state well, look, any any of these teams don't deserve to be ranked. Um, if we could talk about the ACC, we could probably name 15 reasons why they're not ranked. Clemson is the only team that deserves it. They're 10-2. and two, They're 8-0 in the conference. They're winning football games. They're just not a top-10 team. They're not even close. They're a top-15 team to max. Just get ready. Get ready. I've been waiting all night to do this. Do you want me to throw some skeet? Tag, but I'm not a Tar Heel, motherfuckers. Carolina is winning. <laughs> North Carolina upset. They've looked ahead. They've slacked off. They've saved some stuff. I know they've lost two in a row. Don't get it twisted. DJ DJ Uyunglele is not going to play very well in this game. He hasn't really played well all season, uh, to be honest. I mean, his numbers have been good in certain games, and they've been bad in others. North Carolina hasn't been great. You saw the Wake Forest and Clemson game? Yeah, that's what you should expect. But North Carolina will win this game, maybe in overtime, maybe in regulation. They'll get a 10-win season. Clemson will be 10-3. and three. No reason for them to be a top-10 team anymore. Tyler, I wonder if your South Carolina bias is starting to show through just a little bit here in the show. No. Uh, <laughs> not, certainly not. No. Um, Never. Well, yeah, hang we, on, though. Hang well, on. Let, let, let hang me on. Talk. No, okay. you stop for a second. Oh, 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 <laughs> you, you, whoa, whoa, whoa. Hey, hey, hey. Because, because remember when this game was was these official, these were going to be violence here. Yeah. When it was official that these two teams were going to play in the ACC championship, what did I say? You said North Carolina wins it. It's not a bias. No, I know. This is a real fucking thing. There is a legitimate North path Carolina's to victory. North Carolina's going to win the game. There is a legitimate path to victory for this North Carolina team. And I know Mac Brown has been itching for a you know for a conference championship. I think it would be his first since that uh, last second field goal, the one second got put back on the clock against Nebraska in the 09 oh, Big 12 shit. title game. Yeah, we, we revisited that one over the summer. That was a fun, uh, was a fun call back. Um, that being said, I mean, I saw this, this stat that, you know, it's kind of stuck with me. And this was before they lost to South Carolina last week. Clemson is not. They suck. No, 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 <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm sorry. I'll stop. I'll stop. Clemson is not over the top or excelling at anything. 
but they do everything pretty well, pretty you know decent, especially compared to you know, like Not what you'd expect. <laughs> what what you'd expect for a top ten caliber team, you know, playoff caliber team going into last week. Their their numbers this coming into last week's game against South Carolina were very similar to the numbers they had that 2016 season when they went on to win the national championship. As bad as they've looked this year, and I mean, we all remember how good they were in 2016. It was a very comparable with what they were able to do out on the field this year. Now, is it a combination of luck that was involved with that 2016 team, you know, that we haven't seen this year? I don't know. That just kind of stuck with me that this Clemson team, despite all their flaws, as bad as they've been at times, I mean, I think we can look at one key piece away, and maybe it is, you know, maybe Cade Klubnick needs to pop in and oh. and try to get this victory for the, you know, uh, for the, the Tigers. The issue is teams are catching up. Yeah. I mean, let's, let's not forget that. I mean, teams outside of the ACC are catching up with yeah. what Clemson was in 2016. Clemson in 2016 yeah. – and Alabama in, the, in 2016 were the two best teams, and they were yeah. in, on a collision course with each other yeah. that year. There was no question about it, and it was that way for four years in a row. Three years in a row, and then a fourth year where Clemson – Maybe it shouldn't had, have been, yeah. Well, where they were on a collision course with each other, then, then they had to play Alabama or yeah. Georgia in the national championship, whoever won that game. Yeah. This was – this is this, – this Clemson team has not evolved. They have not no. gotten better over the no. last five, six years. No. They have stayed stagnant, and they've assumed that what has worked will continue to work, and it's not the case. Everybody was, is now catching up. Yeah, it was mostly because of the talent level they had at quarterback, that the reason why they had so much success. And you see now Uyunglele has, has been, you know, not Trevor Lawrence good, but certainly not, you know, like down at the bottom of the cellar. He's been, he's been middle of the road, and that's the yeah. thing with this team. They've been middle of the road, and now Bo Collins mm-hmm. is out for the year. Yeah. yeah. They're, what do they have? They, uh, they got I Will mean, Shipley, I, and, and you can't – Davis Allen is like the only thing I can think of right now. And I just – I don't think this team is – it's not a bias thing. I just really no. do not think this team is that good. And I think this no. is going to be one of those games where they just get exposed. North Carolina hasn't played well, but they haven't played – as bad as you may think, I think they've just been saving their shit. Honestly, I, I mean, I was. I mean, they weren't making the playoffs. They weren't making the playoffs. Let's be Even real. Even if they won out, yeah. No, they weren't, and yeah. they're going to sit out, and they're going to be out behind in Ohio State or in Alabama, yeah. even with two losses. And you know it. Even with that one loss, so yes, this North Carolina team was not getting to the playoffs. They lost to Georgia Tech. They played terrible. Yeah. Last week, they just didn't open anything up really. Like they just, I mean, and between that and they did get beat by NC State. NC State's defense is still good. Yeah. NC State's defense, in my mind, you could argue they're better than Clemson's in some yeah. in some areas. Yeah. I just, just don't have enough. I have a weird gut feeling about this game, and I've had it from the beginning. And I'm just going to stick with it, and we're going to see if I'm right or wrong. I'm not putting money on it, and I no. wouldn't suggest anybody else did. Yeah. But I mean, there's I a thought- lot of upsets on Championship Weekend that we don't talk about. Yeah. And when they don't count for the playoffs, that's when they're more likely to happen. And this one, neither of these teams have anything to win. Yeah. North Carolina Georgia, has 
nothing to lose. Whoever whoever yeah. wins this game is essentially locked into going to the Orange Bowl. I yeah. mean, that's mm-hmm. certainly not what Clemson wanted. It's not out what of this Clemson season. wanted. So, I wonder if they're going to be dejected. North Carolina comes in and just steals it. I mean, you gotta. It's yeah. not unthinkable. Believe yeah, it or not. I, I absolutely am right there with you. I, I say all that about Clemson to say that, you know, it wouldn't surprise me if they come out and, and, you know, show their flex, their muscle, kind of what you were talking about with, you know, I think this could be very much so going back and forth down the field, both these defenses, you know, they've, they've struggled. North Carolina is even more. So I think North yeah. Carolina absolutely can hang around in this game. And if they're going to win, it's going to be because of Drake may, and he may not be the conversation to go to New York, but he can lead them to their first ACC title in 43, 42, 43 years. I'll take the Tar Heels too. Fuck. Give me Clemson to win. Um, Second one for the team (laughs) over here. I was thinking about it. I was thinking about Mr. Chaos back here is really, really taking one for the team. Yeah, for reals. Um, I was, I was. Anyway, I can can change my pick if you really. No, it's fine. You already went. You already went. (laughs) No, Clemson. um, I think that they're able to ride Will Shipley. Against a lackluster what do you mean by that? Carolina defense. Oh, pause. They're, 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 <laughs> they're, what the will? Get, get the harness I, out there. <laughs> I think Will Shipley is able to go off and run for a boatload of yards against a very you lackluster after this. After after a Carolina. Against a lackluster Carolina defense. God damn it, there's my train of thought. Continue. You got derailed. I mean, and here's the thing. Clemson's not bad. I've no, they're not. I've mad shit on them. But when you lose your number one receiver. It's a huge loss. Yeah, in the absolutely. touchdown department with yeah. only five. Yeah. He's got 20. DJ's got 22 touchdowns on the year through the year. But they just, I mean, he's just, it's been an unimpressive 22. Yeah. It's been an unimpressive year altogether. And yeah. I just have no reason to believe that, that he can lead them to win this game. So that's that's where I'm going to stop and I'm going to leave it. Yeah. And that's where we're, where we're going to leave those. Um, if you missed, wow, I got the hiccups. If you missed it last night, a lot of my top 25 dropped. We're not going to go too in-depth. You want to see it. Check out last night's video. But you see it here on the screen. I will run down very quickly. Georgia, Michigan, TCU, USC, Ohio State. That's your top five. Penn State, Alabama, Tennessee, Washington, Kansas State. Your top ten. Utah, LSU, Oregon, Florida State, Clemson, 11 through 15. UCLA, Oregon State, Tulane, Texas, South Carolina, 16 through 20. UCF, UNC, Notre Dame, UTSA, and Mississippi State, 21 through 25. South Alabama, Cincinnati, Purdue, and Boise State receiving votes. Thank you all for tuning in. Um, We're coming close to the end of the season. we got some new content coming around. Keep an eye out. Keep an eye out. It's going to be a blast. Absolutely. It's going to be an absolute blast. Like I am looking forward to Me the too. quizzes. That well, I just ruined it, but I'm looking forward <laughs> to what we've got. We, we've got some quizzes. We got some other content coming our way too. Coming your way too. 
Uh, but yeah, we're going to start loudmouth college football quizzes. Now, they're just going to be called loudmouth quizzes, but it will be all college football related. Get ready. It's going to be fun. And then once we run out of topics, we may just open it up to anything mm-hmm. and say, get ready. So We watch a vi- wide variety of sports here. So I was going to yeah. say, we may, we may just open it up and set caution to the wind after a while. But yeah. so we're going to start small. DJ knows all about that. But, um, no, anyways. Anyway. Already <laughs> expecting a semifinal matchup, huh? You want to start the now? Hey, yeah. hey, man. I'm telling you right now, we're going we're gonna to have some fun. I don't know if we're, we're going to We're not talking about our teams. We're getting personal is what it sounds yeah, like, hey, man. Hey, I mean, hey. <laughs> we are small but mighty. Arms like race. that one commercial for Allstate or whatever. Well, small but mighty. Oh, I can take those away and put them back on my <laughs> Anyways, thank you all for tuning in. Check us out on TikTok. I C E E L S N. That's I C two E's L S N on TikTok. Cam Loudmouth eighty eight. Please Loudmouth BJ. If you will. <laughs> if you will. No. One of the terror twins. Check us out on Twitter. Check us out. The Ohio State fan page on Twitter. No, I'm just playing. Uh Sports Network on Twitter. Um Unless Collins got a hold of it, then it is the Ohio State fan page. Um, <laughs> I'm playing. I play it too much. I'm sorry. Uh, Instagram, Lama Sports Network. Uh, did I say Twitter already? Uh, yes, yes. Facebook. You didn't. Spotify. Book face. Yeah. Yeah. Facebook. That's the one I was missing. Yeah. Facebook. We're, we're on Facebook. We don't use it yeah. much, but we're on it. Um, we need to use it. it we need to get better. It does exist. We need, we need to designate yeah. some social media guys around here. Um, Talk about something other than OSU football. So, <laughs> right, right, right. yeah. Uh, in all seriousness, stuff. This has been fun. This has been a great year. We've been learning, getting a lot better. I hope this product is as good as it sounds when we do it. But uh, yeah, I hope Cam Cam's unmade bed does not turn you away because you don't see it anymore. <laughs> it's gone. Yeah, yeah, uh, it's gone. You sleep on the floor now. Yeah. Um, yes. yes. Anyway, that, that, that's judging, besides a fact. Judging from the looks of that fucking room, I wouldn't want to sleep on the floors. I like concrete. <laughs> yeah. I can think, I think it All is. right, I, I'm done. I feel I feel like I'm getting a little a little too roasty right now. So yeah, that's about time to wrap it up. Then yeah. have a good night, everybody. Well, uh, like I said, we'll see you Sunday. Let's recap, baby. Yeah. Conference championship week. <laughs>